Have you ever wondered how many blockchains Binance actually has? Or have you wondered if the Binance token is really just Ethereum 2.0? And is Binance a chain that CryptoQuery would actually develop on? Well, you're in the right place because we're going to answer all these questions and more right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. Welcome back, Cryptocrats. We've got another full-length episode for you today. This is not a cryptocurrent. And we are going... um, In these episodes, if you've never listened to one before, if this is your first time, we dive deep into the technology and of, of blockchain and of specific cryptocurrencies. And the person who teaches us all about it is right here with me, Crypto Corey. How are you doing? Hey, Josh. I'm doing really well. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here too. Uh, my allergies are still kind of getting at me. I feel like every time we record, I'm, I'm feeling perfect. And then all of a sudden, as soon as we start recording, my voice starts to feel a little congested. So... The, the allergies only strike Thursday night. Um, Every Thursday night, when, when we, we around eight p.m. Yeah, when we record. So yeah. So if I sound a little funny, I apologize. Hopefully, in a a month or two, when these spring allergies are over, I'll, I'll sound and feel better. But that is not the topic of our episode today. Today we are talking about the one and only Binance Smart Chain. So this is a smart chain, or uh, uh, this is a blockchain that I've heard of many times, but I actually don't know. I actually don't know anything about it. So where do we start? What are are these guys? Are they like a cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, or are they more like a platform, a blockchain platform like Ethereum or VeChain? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. They are more like a platform. Um, in fact, they basically copied the code of Ethereum to, to create their, their blockchain. So, I mean, Hey, I mean, might as well, right? Yeah. So what they wanted to do, did they do it better though? Or did they, um, that's a, that's a judgment call. Um, there's a lot of criticism of, of Binance, uh, and 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 we'll get into it a little bit, but there's a lot of criticism of the blockchain um, and and the token because a lot of people don't feel like it's very secure. A lot of people feel like um, there's some coding flaws uh, out there. People don't like cut and paste jobs where they go and they basically copy the um, you know the code from Ethereum. Binance the the Binance uh, chain. Um, and, and we'll get into the name in a minute because they literally just changed their name last month on the 15th. Um, they, they run the, uh, wait, last month is in February or last month is in March. La- well, yeah, this will come out in April. So last two months ago, February 15th. Okay. Yeah. So they literally took the, the Ethereum virtual machine and it, it runs, uh, on the Binance, uh, chain and because of that, you can port any app from Ethereum over to Binance. So if your app will run on Ethereum, it'll also run on Binance. And they were hoping that they would uh, attract a lot of um, people over to their chain. Now, this came out, Binance chain came out in 2017. And 
its competitor Ether, uh, Ethereum. They wanted it to be faster. So, of course, if you want a chain to be faster, what do you have to give up on? Uh, centralization slash security. security. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what they did. They gave up on uh, decentralization. It is centralized. Um, and there's there's no other way to look at it. It's centralized. There's literally 21 validators. And the validators, they have a proof of work structure. The validators are the 21 wallets with the most Binance coin. So if you're in the top 21, guess what? You get to, to settle blocks uh, for that day. And I think that they're they're uh, they're they, they they choose the validators every day. So as you know, as the staking ebbs and flows, um, one day you might be a validator, and then the next day you might not because you might not have enough to be in the top twenty-one. And that's a very centralized uh, structure. It it works, um, and, and you know we've had this conversation before: centralized versus decentralized. Um, and I've I've continued to, to hold the position that. If you're going to have a currency, then you need decentralization, pure decentralization, proof of work. And that's Bitcoin. There really isn't any reason to look anywhere else. Bitcoin is the standard that everyone should be held to. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't invest in in other things like Litecoin. Um, in fact, we're, we're going to do a Litecoin episode. Um, and, and there may be others that, I, that I'll invest in, but, but they don't hold a candle to Bitcoin. And I'm only in them for a, a an investment to make money with the um, goal of putting more money into Bitcoin later on. So um, Binance Smart Chain uh, or Binance Chain isn't one that I would probably hold uh, for a long time. Um, I have owned some in the past. Um, it is not a current investment of mine right now. So their, their chain came out in 2017. They wanted to be a competitor Ethereum. They gave up on uh, decentralization so that they could run faster. Um, they process blocks at the rate of one block every three seconds. And transactions cost about four, four and a half tenths of a penny. So about a, about a half. So a, almost a half a penny. Almost a half a penny. And so they, they beat the daylights out of Ethereum on price. But nobody wanted to use their chain. Do you know why? Um, they were missing something. Smart contracts? Smart contracts. And I don't know why they thought they could get away with not having smart contracts. I think they just thought, well, our chain will be faster. Blocks will settle faster. Um, it's cheaper to use. People will come over. Well, nobody did. So they created another chain called the Binance Smart Chain. So now they have two chains running under one umbrella. The uh, BNB coin, uh, which was the native currency of the Binance chain, um, is bridged. You can use it on both chains. Uh, and then, of course, on February 15th, they changed their name from uh, Binance Smart Chain to just BNB Chain. And now they're saying that that BNB uh, no longer stands for Binance Coin, but it stands for Build and Build. So they want people to build on their blockchain? Is they that what they're saying? They want people to build on their blockchain. They start, are, are people building on it? Yeah, there's a lot being built on, okay. on the Binance. Uh, I, I continue to want to call it the Binance Smart Chain. And the, the reason is, is because a lot of people, uh, they know the language. Um, so it was easy to come over from Ethereum to Binance. It's really cheap to uh, you know run transactions. Um, 
So if you're going to build on a chain, why, why would you pick Ethereum over, over Binance unless you were really concerned about uh, decentralization? Um, and I don't know, again, I don't know if that's a, that's a valid concern at this point in time. If you're building a, a, you know, an application, a layer two application on the, on the Binance uh, smart chain, um, you're probably going to be okay. Uh, but do I want Binance to be my currency? No, I don't. So they have to, they have they still have two chains. Um, so Binance Chain became BNB Beacon Chain, and the uh, Smart Chain became BNB Smart Chain, and they're both under the same name of BNB Chain. So when you're talking about, I know this is getting confusing because BNB is everywhere. BNB Chain covers uh, Binance or BNB Beacon Chain and BNB Smart Chain. Try to keep that straight. Yeah, I've already and I've already lost and it. And you can see why I just want to keep calling it Binance Smart Chain because that's really the one that I would be interested in. It's the one that uh, people are building on, and it's, it, it's it's the one that really is the future of of the BNB chain. Um, so there is that. So there's some other interesting aspects of of the Binance token itself, uh, Binance Coin, uh, BNB, whatever they're calling it. It is deflationary. So it was a pre-mined uh, scheme. Instead of instead of mining it, they they created two hundred million tokens. Um, I have differing opinions about that uh, because VeChain was pre-mined. Uh, VeChain had eighty-five million uh, tokens, and and do you like VeChain? And I, and I love VeChain. So so what makes it you not like? What makes you call this a scheme instead of just? Is VeChain a scheme too, or uh, well, scheme doesn't necessarily mean bad. It's okay. just the scheme of how they did it. It just has a bad connotation. So, so they created two hundred million tokens. They sold fifty percent of them at fifteen cents. And if you had put a thousand dollars into BNB back in twenty seventeen at fifteen cents. Uh, at four hundred twenty nine dollars uh, today, I think you know that would be somewhere in the neighborhood of two and a half million dollars. So, I mean, it would have been a really good investment. I do think that that they're here to stay. I think that their uh, product will get better, and there is just an awful lot being built on on the chain formerly known as the Binance Smart Chain. Um, so fifty percent were sold at fifteen cents. Forty percent were given to the team, and that's the part that I don't I don't like. And there's a bit of a nuance between 40% given to the team and uh, VeChain having 85 million with uh, uh, 65 million in circulation. That's owned by the VeChain Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization. So no one individual, uh, you know, shares in in the VeChain. It's used to pay uh, salaries and and run an organization. And I'm sure um, it, it would be a good way for them for them to raise money. And so it's just a little bit of a nuanced difference. There may technically be no difference be- between the two, but I think it's one thing for a nonprofit organization to hold the remainder of the coins versus a team to get uh, 40% of the coins. Now, do I think that they're going to do a rug pull? Because that's really what, what we worry about. No. Uh, if they were going to do a rug pull, that would have been done a long time ago. Um, and they, they are buying back uh, coins. So it used to be that they were using 20% of the profits from, from Binance, the exchange, uh, because they are the, one of the world's 
largest exchanges, if not the largest exchange, and they make a lot of money. So they were using 20% of it to buy back uh, BNB and burn it. Um, I think they stopped doing it that way. They have some sort of algorithm to figure out how many coins that they will buy back now. And and quarterly, they burn tokens and they're going to burn 100 million. So start is out. That, is that just to? To raise the price. To raise the price. Okay. Yeah. Which is very interesting because, I mean, they're literally spending money uh, going out to get these coins and then burning them. So so they're burning 20% of their profits. At least they were. Now they have some sort of algorithm that, that they're using to, to buy back quarterly. And then they will continue to burn the coins. How, how long are they going to do that? Forever? Um, so they started in, in 2017. They had $200 million. I think they're down to $165 million, So they've burned somewhere in the neighborhood of $35 million. Um, So, you know, it'll, it'll take a few more years to, to get down to 100 and then the last ten percent were given to uh, investors who who invested in the project. Mm. So, um, it and and they do get a little bit uh, criticized for being deflationary because they don't create new tokens. But I don't think that that's um, I don't think you can fault them for that. It's not like they're they're going to continue to burn like say Feg, and now Feg of course started out with. You know, fifty quadrillion. Yeah, that's tokens. quite a uh, big number. Big difference. Um, but you know, uh, Feg will continue to burn, and the burn rate will will slow down over time. But it's but it's a nonstop burn. There's no new Feg being created, and they will end up burning a lot over, over the course of the lifetime of the coin. BNB is only burning half, and then they're stopping. And so to say that. Um, there could be a shortage of the coin when you have a hundred million of them. That's just silly. That's ridiculous. There's only twenty one million. Yeah, Bitcoin. I was about to say there's I mean, only on. twenty one million Bitcoin. This is ten times, or uh, you know, five times yeah. the, the number of coins of Bitcoin, and Bitcoin works just fine. So, and, and if anything, I, I think it will drive the value of the coin up. So again, for an investment proposition, it, it, it's probably a really good investment. Do I get excited over Binance? Not really, and I probably should. I again, I don't think that they're, they're a terrible chain. I don't like the fact that they are they're they're the way they're um, centralized. Yeah, the way they're centralized, um, and the, and the way it floats around between the twenty one who have the most um the most Binance uh coins staked. Um, just an, a weird way to do proof of stake, but uh, apparently it works. Um, I don't really like that they were just a wholesale copy of Ethereum, but then again, I I really can't fault them for doing that because look how fast they've grown since, you know, the original chain had no growth, but the Binance Smart Chain had explosive growth. Reason why? Because it was easy to port things over and they were very, very cheap to run on. Uh, A half a penny per transaction versus, you know... $300 $300 on the Ethereum network, that's a big difference. And so I, I think that they do have an advantage. And, you know, we've talked about this in the past, that if, if you want if you want to control certain aspects of a blockchain, you have to give up other aspects. And so to be cheap and to be speedy, they gave up uh, security and uh, decentralization. And again, I'm, I'm not even saying that they're not that secure, they gave up the natural security that comes with the with the proof of work system and full decentralization in order to gain speed. And at the end of the day, you really can't fault them for that. Yeah, and one maybe there's a place for that in the market. Yeah, and that's uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. That's pretty straightforward. I feel like 
Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't like I understood it pretty well. Yeah, I you know, I I think people might when they look at it get caught up on on the two uh different chains. Um you really can ignore the the beacon chain. The, the the chain that really provides the value is what was formerly known as the smart chain. And because that's where all the all the development takes place. Um our our good friends at Feg uh, half of, of FEG was was built out on the Binance smart chain on BSC, um, and the other half built out on Ethereum. And certainly, the prices of the of FEG and Rocks that were on the Binance side have actually been higher than the Ethereum side. Um, and FEG Rocks really likes uh, that uh, the Binance smart chain. Um, he he did a lot of development on it. And and it's his preferred chain. So, you know, you got to give a little bit of respect to. Is there a reason the for that? Is it just because it's faster? Cost, and cost? Speed and cost. It, it is faster than Ethereum, and it costs less. And so it's very it's very attractive to, to developers like like him. And if you don't know who Fegrox is, uh, go back and listen to our our episodes on on Feg. We've got uh, three of them out now. Yeah, I think we have three. So, what would so if you're going to do something on the blockchain and you need to choose between ethereum and and binance which one would you choose or does it depend on the situation uh you know that that's a good question i i don't know um I, you know my my gut reaction is to say well i, I would be ethereum all, all the way i do think that ethereum will, will fix it when they move to uh, proof of work and start uh, being able to bring the price down uh, I'm not a huge fan of proof of work, but I think uh, in in a business utility situation, I think it's acceptable. Um, and I just like Ethereum, uh, probably because I was acquainted with it before um, I was acquainted with uh, BNB. Um, but I, you know, I really can't give you a good reason to 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 choose one over the other. I do think Ethereum will continue to grow. It still has. Uh, a larger um a larger dev base uh developers there's more developers on ethereum than there are are on the binance a smart chain but but that that could change over time they they could eclipse ethereum um i mean they have the same code they're they're compatible with each other uh binance is ranked uh let's see let's look them up real quick you know ethereum's number 2 but i think binance is like number four or five let's see where are they at they're they're number four so but you know ethereum's got a market cap of 389 billion and 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 bnb has a market cap of 70 billion that's a big difference all right well i think that just about wraps it up for this episode um if you have any other questions about this blockchain or any other blockchain reach out to us on twitter at the underscore cryptocracy or instagram at the cryptocracy and we'd be happy to and when i say we i, I mean crypto Corey would be happy to answer your questions uh, just because he's the expert and um if you haven't already give us a review the highest rating you are willing to give we will accept uh, other than that, we'd like to thank Spencer Anderson once again um, for putting this together and stay cryptic. Bye.